At last, he rode to a halt. The hot living scent of the lathered mount permeated the rough traveler's clothes brick wore. He uncoiled from the saddle, climbing off and stretched his softening middle-yeared body. The late evening was mild with a hint of sultriness to the air. Above, stars and a crescent of moon stamped the sky. There were clouds, probably harboring late summer rain to the distant north. Brick was sore to his bones. He was keenly aware of every muscle and sinew, because each part of himself seemed to ache individually. Three days and two nights he had driven the fast-borrowed steed, sleeping only during the darkest watches, and then only on a less-than-luxurious bedroll. It was also very primitive, so brutally physical. Not at all the sort of activity in which he routinely engaged. Yet this unaccustomed discomfort was pleasing. It was tangible evidence of the righteousness of his actions and of his personal sacrifice in undertaking this venture. He surveyed the courtyard of the chancellery to which the city guards had directed him. The building was a mean affair of gray stone, squat, functional, and unassuming, save for the high-vaulted doors he now faced. The peaked panels were of glossy wood and etched with ornate images, depicting the history of the city-state of Sook. It was not an awe-inspiring chronicle, neither was Sook itself, which, from what he'd seen, was much less cosmopolitan than Brick's home city of Udelph. He had wended its streets to this court, passing ramshackle structures and shabbier citizens. Still, he had made this arduous journey to seek military aid from these people, so it wouldn't do to flaunt his disdain. And regardless, the humbleness of these surroundings only added to the marvelously crude reality of this adventure. Doubtlessly, he'd accumulated a wealth of creative material for his next several theatricals. A lad with wispy red stubble outlining his jawbone detached from the courtyard's shadows and took the reins of Brick's gray mount. The boy gurgled the unintelligible sounds of someone born deaf and waved toward the doors of the chancellery. Oh, the pomp, oh, the circumstance, Brick thought wryly. He hid his smile and watched his horse being led off to the stables, admiring the raw stamina of the creature. Its hooves clomped on the stones of the yard. A pair of city guards bracketed the vaulted doors. They watched dispassionately as Brick finished stretching the worst of the kinks from his body. Their uniforms were blue and scarlet, the colors faded to similar states of drabness. Each leaned on a spear. Brick wiped away the last trace of his droll smile and approached. This was serious business, after all. I was told I'd find an audience here. The female half of the tiny guard contingent asked, You the Grink from Udelph? Not even trying to decipher that rustic Grink, Brick said simply, I am. They drew open the doors for him. He stepped through, unable to entirely suppress another small smile. Going unrecognized was most unfamiliar. In his home city-state, his face was well known, his reputation as a satirical playwright even more so to say nothing of his social standing as a noble, with lands, capital, and all the respect and prestige that his status presupposed. Here, however, he was merely a rider from a neighboring city, seeking an audience with the local authorities. Udelf required military assistance, required it desperately. The Felk wizards and their army were on the move. That was common knowledge. Now, however, those forces were closing toward Udelf, Scouts had assured that the city stayed at six days of safety left to it. Before then, support from some other city must be secured. 
Udell's standing army wasn't much to speak of. A few companies of undertrained recruits under the command of a handful of aging, experienced military leaders. They needed more and better numbers. Volunteers had been needed to ride out to petition for aid. Too many of Udelf's concerned citizenry had turned out to offer their services. Dice had been thrown to decide who would take the fastest mounts. Brick wanted to do his share. Noble or not, celebrated dramatist notwithstanding, he wanted to help. He felt strongly about the matter. He felt perhaps magnanimous that he would risk a ride through open country to save his people. There was something heroic about it all.